There's the whistle. We are underway tonight from Casino Arizona Field. It's sent in for Metcalf. Brings it down on this near side. A strike and it's in. San Diego Loyal take the lead. Darnell King slip and San Diego might be in again. And there's goal number two. Position trying to tuck himself back in. Once again, going to work. All the way across, Moar by himself. Great save by Kempen. Rubin deflected in. And there is the hat trick. Rubio Rubin in the first half. Three goals for San Diego. And there's the final whistle. What a win for San Diego Loyal. They come on the road to Phoenix Rising and take all three points. Welcome to the Loyal Locals Podcast. My name is Jerry Humanist. This is episode 15. Episode 15 of the Loyal Locals Podcast. I'm back. I'm back. And I'm here alone. Uh, I actually was fired. Shh, Steve. Uh, I'm here by myself. No one's here. Uh, the last episode. Drew, stop opening cans, man. Um, I I was fired, but my lawyers came on board, and uh, I'm back. Whoa, 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 whoa! This is your re-audition. It, wait, whoa, what, <laughs> Steven, Where did you come from? <laughs> What's up, Steven We've been here in the bush next to you the whole time. No, welcome back, man. I'm glad to be welcome back, man. Back. Uh, it, what a good episode you guys had with Jason, man! That was awesome. Good job, guys. I see it was you guys. Fun. It was different. It was like flying with like like the co-pilot was the pilot. It was weird. It was uh, fun though. It was flying without a parachute a bit. I just I just I just have to say, man, kudos to both of you, Drew. You did a fantastic job. Steve, you you did a great job. Jason Jason was okay. Uh, it was <laughs> 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 no, it was awesome. Shows, I'm just kidding. Dollars. Mr. Thomas, who fired me. Fantastic, great stories. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give him a a bunch of uh, trouble this entire episode just because he did that to me, and he mentioned me so many times it felt like I was here. So uh, no, it's good to be back. Episode 15, we have a game to recap, and we have a game to preview. Guess what? Only two games left. Two games left. Crazy man. Uh, How was that for an intro, though? Did you guys like that? That was fantastic. Pretty badass, man. Pretty badass. Yeah. Great job. Kudos to you. Earn your stripes back. Yeah, thank you. I, I, I figured I'd have to do something uh, something special coming back so yeah. I could, you know, be you welcomed did. back. Uh, yeah, no, that was awesome. Uh, just super exciting times for San Diego Loyo, as you guys uh, already know if you're listening to this. If this is your new, the first time listening to this podcast, by the way, welcome. We haven't really done this in 15 episodes. Welcome to the show if you haven't listened. Feel, feel free to listen back. You probably are not going to miss a lot but what you are going to miss though is the end of all the last few episodes that we've done with with kim with tom uh with eileen and with jason now uh, we're going to continue to have a lot a lot of leadership coming on board on the show so make sure you check those out please get to know what our leadership looks like it's pretty awesome people it was, it was a great story to hear from jason and uh how he met you steve that was pretty cool so yeah i mean this is man it's time to celebrate. And as a matter of fact, 
in honor of you, Mr. Steven Brokoff, uh, one of one of very many San Diego Padres supporters within the uh, within the loyal universe, uh, Drew, you're you're also a Padres supporter, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, I was afflicted at birth with that as well. Um, <laughs> a pre-existing condition. Uh, but yeah, it's it's been a, it's been a part of my life growing up. Uh, my dad was very close to baseball, and so it's always been a team that I loved. Uh, but also just appreciated baseball as a whole and, and just love it when it's good here. And it's rarely been. And so it's just a fun time. Yeah. So yeah. To, to both of you, actually, let me let me take that back to both of you. Uh, I'm going to start it off. I'm going to be drinking an awesome beer. Actually, we're going to find out because I haven't had it. Uh, but from what I've heard, it's a fantastic. I'm trying Pelotero by mm. Three Punk Ales. It is a mm. Imperial IPA, 10%. So wish me luck. Uh, what do you guys have? I'm drinking a Pizza Port. A good, what's it called? Got the Goods IPA. Just picked oh, it up a few days nice. ago. One of their, you know, one-off cans. It's uh, it's incredible. As a pizza port always is. What about you, Drew? Throw it to you. Yeah, they could just take the like runoff water at Pizza Port and can it. It'd probably <laughs> be delicious. But uh, second chance uh, is just keeping me supplied here as oh, usual. They're just the easiest place to jump in and out of, and fantastic beer, great people, and great little outdoor setup if you're somebody who's inclined to do that these days. So. Uh, if you haven't been there in a while, check it out. Nice. Yep. But awesome. Jerry, before you you go on, I will I will uh, say cheers to you you guys and to all the other Padres fans listening. I know many people are part of the Padres community, and uh, it's been 14 years. It's been a long time coming. Uh, although we are not a Padres supporters group, it is important to acknowledge other teams. And uh, I, I I've born and raised San Diego. And, uh, this is a long time coming. Yesterday was a huge day for us. So, cheers, everybody. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. The no. happy postseason thoughts. Yes. It was a great weekend for San Diego, everybody. It was. San Diego loyal win. Padres clinch the first time in 14 years. They're in the postseason. And yep. the Chargers lose. So it was a great weekend all around. I know. There's still some people that are the Chargers. Who? <laughs> who? The Los Angeles <laughs> Chargers. The what? Of course. Uh, no, it was... It was, a, it was a really good weekend, and we are going to jump into it. But I really definitely didn't want to. As many of you that listen, all right, don't kill me. All right, I was born a Dodgers fan. I'm sorry. But when they're not playing the Dodgers, I support the Padres. So I was very excited. That was a great game. And uh, yep. I'm so excited for my friends that, that support the Padres as well. So it was just, dude, it was such – everybody was going crazy in my house. Uh, we were at my in-law's uh, house and watching that game. So I, cool. I just did not want to record this podcast with just skipping over that fact because yeah. it's a big, big deal in the city of San Diego, and that's why we are here. So – and Jerry's heart grew two sizes that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have. We have we have slogged through years and years and years of horrible baseball, and not just horrible baseball, but unpromising, going nowhere. So, for yeah. to kind of finally culminate after a five-year rebuild into this weird pandemic season, with you know ownership finally signing, you know, obviously Machado last year, but really going for it with the trades. Preller doing an incredible job. New brand new manager, uh, pitching staff pulling it together. It, it's it's fun. It's exciting. It's um, it's something that this city has waited a long time for, and uh, I'm incredibly ecstatic. Yeah, success begets success too. That's what I love about it. It's kind of pouring over into our current endeavor with local, uh, with locals and loyal. It's it's kind of kind of giving us something to say. Hey, here's something to cheer for, um, for one team, and gotten our fan juices flowing. But I think it also on the other side of town here, 
uh, not to be too far away, uh, just kind of up the road at Torero. Um, you know, our team has been preparing and same with Chula Vista, obviously. Um, but it's it's seems to be that something's catching wind here in Southern California of high performing teams because we're on a win streak, guys. It's been yeah. I mean, it's a good transition, right? The Padres at the trade trade deadline got some players that really kicked their season into gear. Hey, what happened with San Diego Loyal? We just signed four guys Same thing. You know, four games ago, and man, look at look at the difference. Look at this team right now. Um, Listen, I don't want to say that this podcast has anything to do with it. All right. <laughs> but Steven, can you can you please uh can you please tell remind everybody so they can check out actually the past episodes. Who have we uh interviewed recently? That would be um Mr. Miguel Berry and uh Mr. Ruby Rubin. Oh, Ruby Rubin. Huh. Drew. <laughs> Drew, what's who's that? Wow. What, what do you oh, do? The, the leading goal scorers <laughs> for our club including the first hat trick scorer, I believe, as well. <laughs> first so. hat trick scorer. Um, you know, if you come on the podcast, you, you kind of set records for the club. That's, you know, I'm just saying that's what happens. It's not, uh, you know, an endorsement by any means. It's just a thing like, you know, water's wet. The only one that broke that was, uh, Guido, but you know, he'll, he'll be on eventually. Eh, We did say that we should have a more, uh, central attacking, uh, midfielder that can carry that ball kind of across Uh, the field and make all the passes. So, uh, to be fair, we also did call for him. We just didn't call him yet. Yeah. There there you go. Exactly. (laughs) You know what's, you know, what's crazy is I was on the way. So I got to uh, watch the first half of this game with, uh, Mr. Craig Elston. Shout out to, um, to Mr. Elston. Uh, he, I was headed over there and I was just telling him. You know, on the way here, I had this, like, epiphany that Rubio Rubin was going to score in this game. And now, I after the first goal, you know, in the third minute, might I yeah. add, uh, I I thought to myself, God, I should have tweeted this out, man. Because I was thinking it. <laughs> and so I mentioned that I mentioned that to Craig, and he's like, well, you should have done that. And this is right before what happened, Steve. Well, scored in the third minute. Is that true? Well, I'm saying right, right after that, he scored again. But you wanted oh, to say yeah, something. Yes, yes, Sorry. Yes, yes. <laughs> Sorry, you were going to say something. Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say that this is this is Rubio's game, right? But in the last match, Guido scored twice. In the match before that, Barry scored twice. So look at Ooh. our three new attacking signings. You know, really, really. Like we have two braces, and then now Rubio scores the first half hat trick. So it's, crazy, it's a culmination of what I was saying before. That just amazing how these three players have completely changed this team. Absolutely. I mean, you see, okay, so didn't take long. As, as I said, in the third minute, Rubio goal. Uh, Metcalf to Rubio, slotted far post. I mean, it, it was just, dude, it was not expected at all. I was not expecting it that quickly. And all of a sudden, I feel like we all kind of, like, did this deep sigh at that moment. Like, what? Yep. <sighs> this is awesome. And then, and it's also in his, and then, it's also and in then his, the fear in his many in. games that we scored early, right? I mean. There's something to that. Oh, that's something they were talking say, about. I was going to say after the last game, yeah. It, it was felt unbelievable, right? You, yeah. you went through what happened last game with that first score in X amount of minutes, or X amount of seconds, right? 30 seconds. And then you go, wait, what? That's possible again? Like, we can do that again? Like, I feel like cheating, right? You're like, wait, we can score again and within five minutes? Somebody, somebody check that play. <laughs> somebody changes sure the whole game. game. Yeah, it just it, it turned the whole thing. It made everything possible, right? That Kevin Garnett, every anything is possible. That's kind of how you felt at that moment. I, I'm not sure if we, sta- we can do anything. I'm not sure if the stat is correct, and uh, hopefully we'll, we'll check it by the end of the show. I'm sure, but uh, I believe at the beginning of this game, the uh, stat statistician 
was mentioning that we have never lost a game when we score first. I think it's five wins, one tie. Hmm. I think is what we're wow. at. Okay, that so makes sense. That feels it feels right. So there you go. So we'll check it out. Uh, but in the twelfth minute, it didn't take that much longer, guys. Literally nine minutes later, Rubio does it again. What mm-hmm. in the world did he eat, drink? <laughs> oh, he doesn't drink. That's right. Remember, he doesn't drink. Yeah, uh, that's right. In oh, the twelfth yeah. minute, scores but, again. Man, I mean, I know. And that this was just a pure quality goal, right? He kind of got the ball. He beat a defender. He quick shot. Um, just shows his quality again. I think he's the kind of guy that rises to the occasion, right? We're playing in Phoenix. Phoenix isn't lost at home often. I mean, not, not this season for sure. So we really, and this was obviously a must win. And he played like he needed to score for this team to win. And that's exactly what happened. We know Phoenix can score a ton of goals. And they kind of showed that by coming back, especially with a couple late chances. But um, so scoring early, scoring often, that that 12th minute goal was huge. I mean, the third minute goal is you know obviously astronomical, but then to pile it on within the first 15 to be up to two nil, um, that's like it's invaluable. You, you can't replace that kind of quality. So absolutely incredible goal, incredible game by Rubio, um, a clear man of the match. His you know, reading is is incredible. So I'm watching the goal right now back. When he makes this goal, it, it's nothing to be lost. He made the goal. They give him the ball about you know, still about 20 yards out from, from the box. And then he's coming in, he has to beat one defender sliding in on him, beats the other one with patience, just this quick step over and then picks a surgical left foot. Right. So the idea there, like I gave uh, Guido credit for, um, you know, the last win in this sense, it's very much kind of him having the patience there to not, not be lost on the moment and say, Oh, I need this goal. Right. We need to go two up, but really kind of having the defenders almost fail in front of him, uh, which is, pretty impressive so he is definitely somebody who steps up to the moment as steve said and somebody who's not shy to wave on and that first touch was also a first timer so it was kind of bobbling a little bit and then cleanly takes it hits it first corner so that's just impressive skill on both of those in terms of waiting and then also you know knowing the defense you know it would take a little while before anything else happened but there was a bunch of back and forth it was basically just a, a all-on full-on battle between phoenix and san diego at this point uh, mm-hmm. We're up 2-0, and of course, one of the players that I would absolutely love to see in a loyal jersey, Junior Flemings. My goodness. I yeah. believe he is the lead scorer. He is the golden boot as of right now for USL. Yep. This man is a beast with the ball, and he can literally do whatever he wants with that thing. Scores in the 41st minute, makes it 2-1. to one. We're thinking, oh, my God, here we go. And mm-hmm. obviously, I think anybody that watches the sport, the beautiful game, knows that 2-0 is that one scoreline that you're like, get out of it. Get out of it. We either score one more or they're going to catch up. You know, that's how it That's how it goes. Yep. Sure enough, in the 41st, Junior Fleming scores a beautiful goal, makes it 2-1. You know, uh, but right before that halftime, anybody want to mention what happens right before <laughs> we go into the half? Yeah, I mean, stoppage time, more of the same, just high-quality goal, picks up the ball more towards midfield um, and drives forward, beats a couple defenders, puts a shot on goal. I think this was the deflected goal that deflected in, um, but a shot on goal is a shot on goal that's get deflected in, and it counts, you know, goals are goals. So, um, again, just shows his quality, Uh, you know, 
we focused on so much on the goals going in his half, but talking about how we came out, I mean, we came out hungry and energetic, like our lives depended on this game, you know, take it to him right away. I, I think we did that. I, I, I'm very impressed. I think Guido had an incredible game. Miguel Berry at, up at striker had, had a really, really solid game with his movement, possession, um, and all that. It all it all comes back to to Rubio's hat trick, right? He's he gets the glory for the the goals. That's that's what they that's what the strikers get. But I've been so impressed by this team and how this team has played, um, especially from the get go, and that that culminates by a three one lead going into halftime against the mighty Phoenix Rising. So uh, there's this is definitely the best half of soccer I've seen this this team play, and we've been and we've said that every game since they've come, you know, they, as in these, the, the four new signings have come and, and, and really put their stamp on the game. I've only seen improvements and playing against a club like Phoenix in Phoenix, where it's been their fortress. We took it to them going into a game three, one at halftime is just, I, I was like, what is happening? But I was, I had the biggest smile on my face because I knew what this game meant, what that half meant um, going forward. So ecstatic. Wow. The the timing on this is crazy wow. too. So it's three minutes of wow. Wow. So three minutes into three minutes of stoppage time right in this half, and then it's extended a little bit with these queer COVID uh, drought break times or whatever. Yeah. But Kempen punts it at forty seven fifty five uh, into the half. It deflects off of I want to say um, it's not Barry it was somebody else who was forward there kind of takes a tumble, goes down and stays down a little bit. And then he just keeps working the ball back there and scores at 48, Oh, 48, 10, somewhere around there. So it's like, couldn't be more in the dead end of the half too. I mean, it's like, so just to pull that out when you're about looking at the bathroom, like, okay, um, you know, maybe I have to hit the head, uh, and you're then looking at a three, one, that, that, that to me just kind of lifted the night and said, wow, this is. This team really wow. is what we think it is at this point. Wow. Yeah. No, absolutely. And then things got a little weird. And here's the thing is right as the third goal came in, making it 3-1, going into the second half, well, going into the rest, I should say, uh, before the second half started, I actually got called into work. Uh, and I didn't make it home until like 1030 that night. But I was trying to keep up. I was doing my best. So you guys are going to have to do the work on the second half because it got it got really interesting from what I was uh, told that night and then eventually caught up. Thank you, by the way, to uh, to Mr. Chris uh, Sportsbrain, who uh, was able to, like, concise it into, like, three sentences and told me pretty much everything that happened. Uh, and I'm like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> it was weird. It was really crazy. I was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think the second half, we were much happier to kind of come out, defend a little more, um, maybe a little more of the approach that we had at the, the last time we played in Phoenix. Actually, before uh, before, you, before you continue from that, because Go ahead. You, you made a point. Um, do you guys think, and I have this question before we move on from that, uh, do you guys think that that's going to be kind of our our plan of attack from this point on, like it, it come out the first half, kind of guns a blazing, score as many freaking goals as possible, and then defend the second half? I don't know. I mean, it's obviously not a bad strategy, right? That's that's what happens all across world soccer. You get a good lead, and then you play a low block, mid block, you know, something in between that four four two, and defend. And there's nothing wrong with that, especially against a really really good team like Phoenix that can possess, can break you down, can score on the counter because they're fast. So, you know, we if we continue to play aggressive soccer, we could get easily get beat on the counter a couple times in a row. 
um, and then see ourselves losing either tying, you know, tie game or losing um, pretty fast. So there's some, there's something to, you know, sitting back and playing a little bit more prevent and making sure that you keep the game in front of you um, versus, you know, so many people just say, keep on the gas, you know, keep going for goals, keep playing the way you were, but it's risky, especially against a team like Phoenix that just has quality players all over the pitch. So it's obviously not a bad strategy, um, especially against a team like Phoenix. Uh, we will preview the game against LA on Wednesday, but they're, they don't have the same quality of players. So there's something to be said about a different strategy against every team. So I think uh, it's obviously not a bad, bad approach. I agree. Especially in a tournament setting, like what we're in now, it's been, you know, a tournament this whole season. It hasn't been a normal season. Yeah. Um, anybody wants to constitute this as a season. It's been a great preseason for whatever Loyal's next season is, hopefully. Um, yeah, but it, it really isn't a real season. So as a tournament, you want to play a style that's going to befit game in, game out, the ability to not tax your players as much possibly. And so it does suit that as well. It gives you the ability to kind of go forward, get something going, and then be able to save those legs and interchange players who, as subs, maybe you're going to get less taxing uh, minutes on than, than possibly doing a lot of high pressing or something like that. You know, uh, okay. you know who has a really good uh, record? Well, maybe. I mean, okay record, but uh, definitely has experience. I'll, I'll give him that. Has experience with uh, tournaments or gaffer. So yeah, that's a really good. good thing to bring up. I'm just saying. <laughs> he awesome. was he was usually one of the best players in most of the tournaments he played in, uh, and a lot of that's mental usually. <laughs> so, uh, from from everybody who's been in a tournament for sport, a lot of it isn't the best player always wins. Uh, it is when it's time and time again, but it's you know usually the player who's mentally the toughest as well as has the right mindset. Yeah, um, for sees sure. it through. Yeah, and I think uh, some discussion for a future episode because obviously we want to stick to this last game and the, the next two before the playoffs and then the playoffs to come. But I'm curious on how um, things might look going forward to next season without these these kind of new acquisitions that are here on loan or temporary yeah. signings uh, because I mean, yeah. Coach Landon, Coach Nate, they seem so happy with the production going forward right now. But that's uh, – is this is this temporary? How do we fix this these you know, are loans, permanently? Right? So. Yeah, let's. Uh, we can save that longer discussion, but I, I just think it's an interesting point. Rubio Rubin mm -hmm. is here for a while. I know that. I feel like he, uh, since he's not technically on loan, we can count on him being here for a little bit as long as somebody doesn't steal him away. Hopefully, we get a bunch of money for him. That'd be great. But uh, I know, obviously, Guido is on loan from LAFC. Then we have Kempin. That's the biggest one, man. Kempin from Columbus. Barry from Columbus. It's like, ah. At yep. the end of the day, I mean, we want to get a cup. You know, let's get through this first and see how it shapes sure. up. But USO is one of those things where it, it takes a little getting used to, right? I think we've had this, this discussion before where MLS is a little bit more steady. And even then, MLS is not that steady. But it's a lot yeah. steadier than USL. So uh, I think Drew has a little bit more experience in that. And he because he's followed a few USL teams, so he understands it. I don't. And it's still really weird. To me, it's kind of a RoboCop relationship. It's not the best sometimes because you have to know in the back of your head you can have this fantastic, you know, you know, it's about the the journey together as opposed to the destination. You know, sometimes mm -hmm. not every player is going to be the one who you can win a championship with and fall in love. Some are just going to be there and be a great place for you in a certain season. Uh, and you'll hear old Timbers fans talk about it and other fans uh, who just say, hey, when I've transitioned leagues, it's one of the things that I've enjoyed about MLS was the fact that we do get a hold on to these players now that it was more 
kind of uh, you would have this mercenary type thing where they would come in for a couple of years and you would have this mindset and you remember those players fondly and you have these great memories. It's just not the same sometimes. So the hope is that they can't stay here. You're sowing some good seeds. The guys love it here. Um, so that's always a first step. And then the second step is selfishly. We hope that Columbus has some really good guild keepers and some really good forwards, uh, you know, stay in there that, that the coach likes and we keep our guys. But uh, the the mindset should always be such that we enjoy what we have now and, and not look too far forward. And I think that's just generally a good mindset for this whole fan base. Yeah, I think we need to move on to just kind of the end of this game because that is that way we can move into what's coming, which is LA Galaxy. Yeah. Uh, but I have to mention this. What in the world happened the second half that made it to where we had five yellows, actually five yellows and a red by the end of this game? Like, what is going on here? Yeah, I think, I, I mean, I, I kind of what I noticed in the beginning, too, that they were up for it. They were up for being physical and playing against Phoenix the way Phoenix wanted to play. We're leading um, the league. But but taking it to them, you know. Yeah, we're leading, leading the league in yellow cards. So I think there's some tactical fouls there. Obviously, the Stoneman second yellow way late in, I think it was 97th minute. That was a clear tactical foul. He did what he had to do. And, yeah. you know, you, you respect a guy like that for, for taking that second yellow tactical foul and sacrificing himself. You know, he's obviously out for the next game, which we'll talk about in the preview. But the the point is, that was something that he needed to do. But the rest of them, I, I, I don't hate. I, I like the aggression. I like going in hard and, and playing the way we want to play. Going in for those 50-50 balls and it, it, making sure that we, we have the possession advantage. Um, it, it, just playing hard, tough soccer, especially against a team like Phoenix. If they're going to come back, if they were going to come back from 3-1 at halftime, they were going to earn it. And they were going to earn it with physicality, with their ankles, you know, with a couple elbows in their ribs. And I, I like it. I appreciate that. Yeah, we had, uh, you know, Jack Metcalf with the yellow. We had Stoneman with the yellow and then a double yellow. We had Emra Clementa who came in for the Ledger Martin uh, with the yellow. We had uh, Moshe Bane who came in for, uh, for Guido with the yellow. Colin Martin. Uh, at this point, I think Colin Martin has a few yellows now. Uh, and, you know, it's fine. The majority of these players are defensive-minded uh, midfielders, whatever. Uh, but, man, these refs just, I don't know, man. They they had one yellow, and by they, I mean, you know, Phoenix Rising. One yellow to R5. What is going on I there? Just, I just watched one happen on Colin Martin, too, from Jack Barnby in the 78th minute. So yeah. it's not an actual yellow. It wasn't called, but it should have been. So there, there's a lot of fouls in here that just they didn't get, and they did have fans there. And, you know, not to harp on that, we don't really have time to really go through my emotions on it. But the, That's sometimes, you get calls. <laughs> sometimes you get calls when you got fans, right? Uh, sometimes they can't swim, especially when refs haven't been used to it, right? For, you know, a number of months. And they hear fans <gasps> kind of saying, oh, <gasps> yeah, and, and kind of blowing <gasps> up at these tackles, right? Um, I think that might have had a little bit to do with it because our tackles definitely weren't more heavy handed than theirs. And they're showing uh, Jack Metcalf here. Shortly thereafter, about two minutes after, he gets a yellow for kind of a retaliation foul on Colin Martin where they didn't call shit that he came into the back of his leg. So um, it's one of those things where it does get chippy. These teams definitely don't like each other, um, which is great as a fan. Um, But uh, it is interesting. Some really uh, physical but very good players out there. And and just whenever you have one team that you're getting in their craw, it means that Phoenix hates us and is forcing us to do things that are physical to them. Uh, that are requiring yellow cards. We just hope that we're not losing players uh, as a result of accumulation. 
Yeah, and uh, one thing I wanted to mention, because you just said it, you know, they, they weren't, you know, we're definitely getting chippy with them. Uh, they Their fans didn't like it. They didn't like us. Uh, we definitely got an earful. We gave them an earful. Uh, okay. Shout out, it before the 30-minute mark, uh, shout out to Padres Twitter. I want to loyal Twitter to someday be maybe like that. Uh, maybe not as aggressive and, uh, you know, those guys, man. I don't even have the words. Uh, Potter Twitter is uh, is epic. Uh, and if you go on USL Twitter just in general, Phoenix Rising are the worst. I swear those guys are the worst people ever. They're not even, like, good at banter. They're just like, oh, I'm going to beat you up. Like, they, they, I've never it, been it, more subtweeted so than dumb. by Phoenix Rising fans. So, never asking for it. Yeah, So terrible. Uh, so I just wanted to say shout out to Potter Twitter. Keep it classy, guys. Uh, and I hope that someday we can uh, be as good. Right now, we kind of have to just, you know, take it and be like, yeah, whatever. We're new. We're new here. But you know what? We are. Uh, we're not going to be new forever. And uh, we just beat you guys. Regardless of that, it should have been three. So let's talk about that real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the weird kind of... Non-goal, it, it seemed like there was a goal, then it was called off, and nobody really knew what was going on. Then all of a sudden, you know, the ball was back in play from a drop ball, and it really only came out afterwards that there was some kind of ref interference, and they were trying to call the ball the, the, the ball dead, but nobody heard the whistle, and so it continued. And um, I certainly thought it was a goal, if I'm complete, completely being honest. Um, it, it, it seems like ref interference that far behind the play where everybody's playing the ball. It, it just seemed like if that was us, you know, I'm trying not to be a super biased hypo, you know, not trying to be hypocritical. Yeah. It's, if it's that was hard. Us, we'd be furious, right? It's, we'd be furious, it's, it's hard, so. but those guys are, they deserve it. Just go ahead. Just go ahead. <laughs> it felt like a San Diego thing, right? This thing usually happens to us. Uh, we're sports fans who know a lot of random rules because usually our team has <laughs> lost or had something horrific happen to us by those rules. Yes. Uh, Padres, notwithstanding every other franchise that's been here, same thing. Uh, I can't tell you how many more weird rules I've learned in every single sport I've ever watched. But this felt like one of those. It felt like I had never know, knew, known this. It makes sense. Um, I think I have seen it maybe once or twice before, but it's more blatant, right? You can see it hit the official and come off. You just didn't see it in this case until the replay. And you go, oh, yeah. clearly that happened. Clearly it was played forward to that player. When you look at the replay of him going into the huddle, he talks directly to that player and said, when you kicked it, it hit off me. And it went to him and he pointed to the other player and they both went, yeah. And they went, that's why the goal wasn't allowed. Yeah. And the players, I'm sure, were furious in their minds, but that shows the mental fortitude. We're under their skin. I love it. So yeah. to, to me, it's, it's great because it sticks it right in their face, but it does give them ammunition for two weeks or for a week or so from now um, yeah. that, that I don't like. But I do think for us, uh, it's gotten their head. And, and so that's hopefully helpful. But the, the officials made a good call. It's a great, great call. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely hear you. And I, the point I was making is just from a more of an objective perspective. But I also hear you that, that the, the rules are the rules and it hit the ref it's a dead ball they didn't you know he, maybe the ref could have called it better and it called the ball off so that the the, the ball didn't go in the back of the net and things weren't as furious but even talking about the whole oh it should have been three three thing um spencer scored a goal after that wait where he was he wait, was whistled wait before he, before yes. you talk about that because that's absolutely 100 percent true i just want to go ahead and say for those that are listening that are actually phoenix rising fans all one of you I just want to say, mm -hmm. 
Though this this ref should have absolutely stopped it the moment it hit him. Yeah. He was not in his head. Article nine did not pop up at that moment. The no. assistant referees were like, "Yo, you should have stopped it." And it happened way later when they communicated that to him. So yes, I agree that the that the Phoenix Rising supporters should be upset. The players should be upset. The the everybody in that organization should be upset because at that point, the ref should have stopped it, and he did not. If you go back and watch it, this is well before they score the goal. Yeah, he yep. should have. He had plenty of opportunity to stop that play. And yeah, I just, no idea. I have to say this because it, it, we have to be fair. We want to win when it's fair. It didn't happen. It worked our way in this instance. Doesn't necessarily mean that it's always going to work our way, and it hasn't. So to segue into what you were going to say, Steve, uh, it didn't happen. Or it didn't go our way. It wasn't maybe because the ref was like, oh, my bad over there, so I'm going to mess this one up. Maybe not. But let's talk about this because it should have been 4-3, not 3-3. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, Spencer flicked a ball right in the net, and he was called offside it, it, by replay. You kind of freeze frame when you can on the quality of the USL broadcast, and you you said that was really close. I I can't really tell by my eye whether he was on or off, but it's damn close. So when you say, "Oh, it should have been three three, should have been three three," well, it could have just easily been four three. So I guess the the cards may fall where they lie. You know, that's the beauty of the beautiful game, right? Is that honestly before VAR, this is what made this such a good sport is the drama part of it. Uh, There was a lot of talk of players throwing themselves on the field and this and that. And come on, man. Kemping got hit in the huevos. Like, let's be honest. The dude's okay. He's okay now, but did you guys see that tweet from a lady in Phoenix that was like, "Oh, look at this baby!" Like, dude, you don't the know how much guy that in hurts. USL. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding? He guy gets hit in the head every game by opposing players because that's the only way they can get goals past him is by knocking him up enough to where he can't stop him. So it does seem like <laughs> it's opposing team strategy is to throw players at him at Jeez, this point. Um, keepers are always in the harm's way, but. It does seem like he's been taking a lot of shots for whatever reason and not getting cards in a way that I think other opposing strikers should be taking cards. And I'll always say that about our keeper, but it does uh, I, it concerns me the, the shots he's taking and the cards I'm not seeing because um, this repeats another game where he took a shot that was ill-advised and a bad run um, for and had to come out of the game and Jake had to finish. So uh, you never want to use a sub on your goalkeeper. <laughs> that is mm-hmm. rule number one. Uh, we had to do that here, especially in the end of a fr- frantic game here in Phoenix. Uh, and then going down a man, all those things weren't great, but sounds like he's doing okay. Um, and then mm-hmm. that's fantastic. Sounds like it was just kind of a groin deal, um, whatever it was. So it's, uh, hopefully can doesn't continue through Wednesday and he can start here and finish out the season. But yeah, it's I, I don't love kind of the way that they haven't protected him from some of the previous calls we've seen. And tweet, Steve has done a good job of tweeting out some of those if you want to go back and look, but it's not, it's a trend I don't like, and I hope it doesn't continue. No, yeah. on, honestly, just, I mean, Kempen did respond to us, right, Steve? He, he said, did. Uh, yeah. What, we, what, we were, we were, in, we were <laughs> inquisitive. We had, we had to know. We had to add, I, I was like, oh, are you Wibbles okay? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, honestly, it, it's good and bad, right? It's good that those are okay because that's obviously incredibly painful. But the bad is, is that, is it something else is, you know, did he tweak something else? Uh, we don't know. Is he going to be ready for LA? 
I don't know. I just have no idea. So Ugh. it's kind of good and bad, right? The uh, uh, a man groin injury is uh, maybe temporary for a one night horrible pain, but probably wouldn't keep him out of this this Wednesday's game. But if it's not that, uh, I'm not sure. I, I really hope that he's okay and he, he can he can go. I had a dream where uh, Kempen actually fell in love with a San Diegan, beautiful San Diegan women, which we have so many of. And uh, he, after the knock to the Nats, he was actually able to knock this lady up and uh, had a beautiful baby. Ended up growing it's a very into, detailed dream. Um, San Diego loyal, uh, just, uh, you know, their, their academy. And then uh, build his way up in the ranks. And in, uh, in uh, 2040... Uh, this kid was just killing it, and it was Kempen Jr. at goal at uh, Loyal Stadium, just, you know, with his dad, just like, God, I'm so glad they didn't really knock me in the nads that game. <laughs> it, was, it was great. Uh, listen, one thing that we wanted to really make sure that we talked about was uh, the fact that, ladies and gentlemen, we have our first hat trick in this club that is not something we need yeah. in history we have to say that in history rubio Forever. and it only took him 49 minutes to do it yeah well first half yeah. i'm just saying like yeah that was a great thing thank you for the notes i think that was steven steve thanks. yes um beautiful then and then towards the end of the game fleming's brought one back so 89th minute made it interesting three two really three two those last 10 minutes, man. Those 10 minutes of stoppage time, that was stressful. <laughs> why? Ten, why oh was it 10 minutes? Wait, wait yeah. tell me why was it 10 minutes of stoppage time? Again, I didn't watch the second half, so. Why? Yeah, I, there were there were stoppages, like you said. There were a lot of yellow cards. Oh, um, okay. No more goals in the second half, but lots of yellow cards, lots of stoppages of play, substitutions. Two minutes Kemp, of for Kemp, every I mean, yellow? Kepin got injured, Jeez. but uh, it, and that yeah. did seem to take a while. He was down for a, a little bit. Uh, but I still think 10 minutes was incredibly excessive. That's a little bit of home field. Should have been eight uh, minutes, probably seven, nice eight by seven, my count. Yeah. yeah. Eight, eight if you're <laughs> feeling judicious. But uh, yeah, it it was weird. I've never seen maybe on a few occasions where somebody died on the field. And that's being sarcastic, obviously. But you've seen the games, right, where some guy goes down and it takes about five to 10 minutes to get him off the field. Even then, you don't give the full 10 minutes it possibly took to get him off the field. Uh, and you might have an eight or nine minute stoppage time. In my head, I can maybe remember one or two. The jokes I saw on Twitter were, you know, Club America, uh, when they're when they're down by a bit, uh, have maybe gotten a few stoppage times, uh, allegedly from other Liga Emekis fans throwing that out there. I thought that was funny. Um, but uh, otherwise, yeah, I don't know. I've never seen that. Jerry, have you seen that often at all? No. No, no, no. no. It, Very odd. Especially uh, once that one America final can uh, go to hell, first of all. But uh, yeah, go ahead, Steve. Go ahead. I say, once that final whistle <laughs> blew, blew su- uh, just an incredible amount of relief. We, we <sighs> went to Phoenix. We got those three points. Um, I will say this match specifically on our Discord server was incredibly fun to talk to the rest of our members about. So, quick plug for the Discord. Look at that segue. Yet. See, you're getting so good. If you have so not yet joined our at- Discord, please do so. God, you're getting so good at this. Uh, see, oh, you guys are, oh, dude. Oh, I wish you would, would do that that jump thing that the, the Potters do. With the, uh, on oh, the Tatis? Yeah. Yes. Uh, you no. probably hit your mic, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, a Discord is a fun thing that I'm still trying to figure out because I'm an old, old man. Uh, Drew has it figured out. And Steve's new. on there. I don't, I don't know. Well, it's uh, new, too. You know, it's like it's most weird. of us, if you weren't into gaming, if you weren't into anything, and even I had it for six months and barely touched it till I got into it with this and, you know, had some different gaming servers I was a part of, one that was part of a different podcast. Yeah. And, like, I go on there and be like, this is great, but I already have Slack and some other stuff. But you just have to make it a habit like anything else if you're really invested in wanting to be a part of the community and say, hey, I would love to show up to different stuff. And we don't have anything to show up to, right? We won't for a while. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, that's just mm-hmm. the, the case. This is a perfect place to do that. It's the beer hall that's always open. That's the cool part. You can always go. If it, something strikes you, a song idea, a idea just about oh. the Padres or even just general sports, something you think is cool that you want to share with people. Maybe you have a different club in Norway you root for and they do something interesting uh, and you want to share it. You can do it any time of the day, whenever you want. And it's there just for members. So as a member, please join. It's a great way to connect. And again, it's it's just we want to hear your thoughts and it's a place for you to create. That's really what it's there for. Yes. Uh, we're just here to kind of keep the lights on and make sure that it's what you want and, and keep the paintbrushes restocked and, you know, whatever kind of medium you're looking for. Yeah, 100 percent. I was going to say, if you guys go to the chance, there's a few that have been recommended that I'm like. Yeah. Dude, we have to do these when you know when we get back to. Oh yeah! By the way, I miss you all. Um, Great creativity. We all miss yeah. you all in the stands, and we can't wait to be in one or nine again. Uh, it's it's one of those things. It is you know we have to do what we have to do, but absolutely, Discord is one of the opportunities to be able to keep this communication going, and also it's part of the benefits you get for being a member of the locals. You have mm-hmm. to do it. Make sure you check that out. Steve, I feel like you you have something to say. You, I, mean, I see it in your face. It's, this this year sucks. Everybody knows it. We've talked about it incessantly. I'm not going to harp on it. But the community, the locals community, is only as good as everybody makes it, right? Mm-hmm. We can only force people to engage so much on Twitter with tweets and memes and stuff like that. But, but on your engagement, your involvement, you guys chiming in, we want to get to know you as much as we possibly can during this pandemic season and this pandemic year. So please, please reach out. Please join. Uh, check your emails. Drew has been fantastic with emailing with links and stuff like that to join. So please, yeah, thanks, you guys, please seriously join. Um, it's a ton of fun. We talk about on game days. We talk about the game reactions to plays, you know, kind of like it's like a quote unquote live discussion. Uh, but otherwise, you know, we talk about playoff scenarios. We talk about, we, you know, there's there's other channels for Padres talk or other sports talk like Drew just mentioned. So it's a ton of fun please join uh get to know us we'll get to know you and then when we are finally able to get back to 109 we are able to do so we back were to actually you mr jerry we we're gonna go for 45 minutes we're gonna go well past that because we still have a few things to talk about that's fine listen we're not gonna go for an hour and a half okay we're gonna keep it shorter than that but i just to throw it out there shout out to jordan caruth loyal Outscored Phoenix, Orange County, and Los Angeles 8-12 to 12 in 11 days. It's the wow. first three-match win streak in club history, and it couldn't have come at a better time. 100%. Let's keep this going. Uh, shout out, by the way, to Ryan because uh, he is the man, the myth, the legend. That If you see any like really cool videos, uh, Instagram posts, social media posts, whatever, all the images, the video, Photos the with audio. the hot lens flare on there, J.J. Abrams style. That's all Ryan. That is yeah. all Ryan. The storytelling, that's Ryan. 
So he turns it around in hours too. That's the incredible part. Those videos yeah. that that usually bro. takes a firm, a firm of people, uh, four to five a week. He does it in two hours, and you're like, it makes me feel like I never did that job at all. Uh, and then, like, as somebody who professionally has done that, like, I never actually professionally did it uh, compared to what he does. He is so so good at that and the social stuff too. So him, shout out to him and Jesse for just programming amazing content uh, and getting it out there. Yeah, and I just wanted to say there was some fans in attendance at this game. Uh, we won't go into that because we do not agree with it. We are doing what we need to do to make sure that we keep our members safe. Uh, apparently, there's some states that don't really care about human beings. We do. So anyways, long story short, Ryan, sorry that you had to deal with those terrible humans in Arizona. Zonies are terrible. Some of them are okay. All right. So I don't want you to judge what you had to deal with with all these other zonies because there's some San Diegans that actually moved to Arizona because it was cheaper. Um, so there's some cool people in Arizona, not the ones that uh, you guys have to deal with. So I apologize for that. However, uh, you killed it, man. You it was it was just such a great great uh, performance from the social media team when it comes to loyal. Like I'm, dude, I'm loving the interaction on social media from this club they're yeah. killing it so i just again shout out to everybody that is part of that team jesse and ryan is who are the face to us and that's who we deal with but uh i know there's other people behind that so shout out to you guys let's move on to this preview because we're back in los angeles like in as time of recording in two days mm-hmm yeah. Back in Carson, as we like to say on this podcast. And this is going to be the last away game for the Raiders. Or Carso, as they the said on the, uh, the initial broadcast. <laughs> Feel the rhythm. The game oh broadcast. And Carso, California. And that's how you could tell they uh, were so I was not watching, looking. I was watching yeah. it on ESPN afterwards, uh, so I didn't get to hear that. On CW, apparently. Um, <laughs> it was <laughs> where you heard uh, uh, the beautiful sound i don't know who i don't even know who did you was. watch fridge wars again for five minutes or oh, uh, no that was last time <laughs> that was last week we didn't get to talk about this but fridge wars uh -huh. cut into the game for like five minutes all right so if you do watch espn plus you don't have that happen but yeah, no Drew, but the, fun kick, stuff it's you never know what's off. gonna happen it's a grab bag of broadcast with the uh, <laughs> the old cw all right stop it kick, kick us off, kick us off into this game coming okay up on Wednesday so night. in carson <laughs> this is huge this is the uh, we're already the playoffs i like to say so you know this week was pretty much a do or die to jumpstart our way into the playoffs that was kind of our play in this would be another kind of do or die essentially a first round playoff game against the team that we have to fight against for a spot the one who's most likely to win it out based on goal differential based on points uh they have several games left more than we do in hand so we have to beat them we need to take points we need to take three uh it's that simple which is fantastic we did have that beautiful barry brace and uh rubio Goal last time we faced ours was Guido, right? It was Guido. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Rubio just scored. They're just scoring all over the place, man. It's just it's hard to keep track here. Uh, after what was a drought, we are just being rained on. Um, so it's it's pretty cool to see. But uh, I have confidence. It seemed like we controlled the hell out of that game, um, you know, and, and kind of had a good forward foot. It seemed like the second half wasn't as put together. Um, and I do think there's mm -hmm. a sense of trying to make – you know, a more competent full game here. Even in this game, we shot shit housed at the end. Sorry for uh, the explicit tag, but that's pretty much what happened. Um, 
So yes. the goal here. He did the it goal first. So we get score to goals we get to say chill out, words. right? We get to say yeah. better words now. <laughs> thanks, to, thanks to Drew. Yes, because I am editing this. <laughs> Screw that. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so Stoneman got a red in this last game. That means he's unavailable. So what happens now? Yes. Man, what happens? <laughs> deep, what deep happens sigh. now? Is it? <sighs> well, Stoneman, Stoneman's been the player who's he's played every minute what? for SD Loyal this season. Right? Greenspan still not he- center back. Greenman, yeah, Greenspan's still not, he- not healthy. We still don't know what's I, going on with with Big Joe. Uh, dude, I, okay, there's like a bunch of little like things that connect the Padres and Loyal, where they're not telling us about the injuries. That are happening and how long they're gonna take and all this stuff, but uh, Greenspan still not in. So, what do yeah, you? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what what Joe's situation is. It seems like you know he they keep showing him on social like he's in training, he's on the pitch, it's great, and then he's not in the eighteen, and um, so it's disappointing. I think what happens, I, I think Amra is gonna slot in. I think that's the natural replacement. You know, he he is a center back. Is Sizzle out? He's, Zizo was unavailable for last match. I know that because yes. now, like you were just saying, you know, the availability and, and, and kind of publicizing who is and isn't available. Loyal started doing that very recently, which I appreciate because it's not mandated by USL for any USL clubs to do that. So they actually did start doing that. And I was surprised to see Zizo on that list this last week because he he hasn't really been. Mm-hmm. Um but Sal isn't really a center back, right? So I I would not expect him to slot in at center back. He's much more of a left back or even, I mean, when he was younger before his injuries, he was definitely more of a left winger, right? He played much more attacking. So then starting the season, when we started in that three back system, he was a left center back, which is fine, but he always struggled defensively. Right. So I would, I wouldn't put him at center back, at least personally, but you never know, you know, who knows? Um, Emro was the, was the sub when Stoneman got the red. I would definitely expect Emra to slot in at center back, but it's, it's a different, now we have a different center back tandem uh, uh, going in, into LA, so I'm I'm hoping that Emra can step right in and, and play well. I think you're probably right. However, I just want to you know, once in a while I actually get some of these right, and I just have to say that the way that I see this club built, there is certain players that I believe were brought in just because of their uh, ability to easily step into a different position that they're normally used to because i do feel like there's a few different people that can cut oh rubio did oh okay sorry sorry there's some notes being uh brought up here um no but i feel like there's some players that may actually fit into that position that we maybe haven't seen uh that that's not unusual in the beautiful game. I'm just saying. So I mean, it's a good point. Expect some point. weird stuff. I just want to throw that out there. Just so and nobody's like left close-minded. Be open-minded in yeah. case you all of a sudden are like, oh, that you know, so somebody fills in all of a sudden. Sells Diesel is good, and he's gonna play a position that's not his. And you know, it it happens. So yeah, it's uh, a good point. I, I, I in the past games that we started with the four back. And Sal had come on. He came on as like a right winger, and he played more forward and attacking, and he got, I think, an assist, and he played really well up there. So mm-hmm. that's just kind of my speculation. But, you I mean, Jerry brings up a very, very good point that there are there have been times where outside backs slot into center backs, and they play perfectly fine soccer, especially yeah. with how good he is in possession, if he can bring the ball forward, step into attacks, step into midfield. 
there's a lot of value to that. So that's definitely a possibility. It's a, it's a very good point. Here's a question. How tall and lanky are Carso 2? Not at all. They're young, too. So are they small, right? I, that's yeah. kind of what I recall from the last couple matches is that they're not very big, right? Yep. So you do have a more coterie of players you can probably pull from then. You do have somebody like Elijah who's been very good defensively. You can slot in kind of more defensively as part of the four-back, but kind of helping out defensively as well. So, um, you know, it's been an interesting group of, of people who have also covered well. Morgan also defensively has done a pretty good job, although he's been more wing and up, up obviously, uh, in the last few games. But... Um, you've had some some players you can rotate in there who aren't necessarily an archetype for a center back, but might be able to play these smaller, um, you know, not as chunky uh, players for sure. They're definitely a little more fluid. Um, mm-hmm. So just speed and kind of staying with them and staying in front, staying in front of them, right, um, is kind of the idea. So we'll we'll see how they they line up. It'll be ve- probably the most interesting lineup because the last three have been the same, print and copy. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what we do here this week. So uh, real quick, I, I I mentioned it just shortly, and I was absolutely wrong. So it was actually Rubio Rubin who scored in the twentieth minute against Galaxy Two. I was yes. I I apologize for that. Uh, I accept. So Miguel Barry scored twice in the first minute and the thirty. It was like thirty third second or something, and then the thirty yeah, eighth yeah. uh, minute, uh, and then uh, Rubin. I thought it was Guido. So Guido scored two goals, but it was. Both of them were in the Orange County game. Yep, he he assisted. I think almost every other goal in that uh, game. Though. Okay, so that's why you remember him being on the ball, and he yes. had some good shots. That I think one of them was a deflection that Rubin scored. Uh, so it possibly was. I if I'm recalling correctly. So I think it was something like that. Yeah, I'll I'll, t- I'll take that, and I'll take the L. That it was Rubin. So Rubin has four goals for the club. Is that is yeah. that holy yeah. moly? Rubio. In, in what? Uh, the first Rubio, match, the LA Galaxy Rubio, 2 match, he played. Rubio. He, 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 oh, he played at. Rubio. Yep. That's from the Discord, by the way. You got to join to get yep. it. Yep, yep, yep. The first, <laughs> the first match, he played 45 minutes. In the next two, he played about 60. So that's four goals in, what, 160 minutes? That's, that's a pretty good record. Dude, when he you came know. on, he said he was here to prove a point and to show yep. that he was, uh, you know, Basically, he without saying it, he said, "I'm gonna prove people that I'm above this level." So then let's go. I'm yeah. excited, man. I mean, sh- dude, s- stick around as long as you want <laughs> until until uh, Bayern Munich takes you. I don't care. Let's go. Okay, so yeah, right. uh, <laughs> playoff chances, Drew. How are we looking on that, by the way? Uh, so our uh, nerds at five thirty-eight. I say that as a fellow nerd, dude. They're, they're um, nerds for sure. Yeah, they, they, they had us kind of at 1%, I think, a week ago. So, you know, we were recording and looked dire. We essentially have to win this game, and we were not getting the breaks we needed from our opponents. Um, and now by winning that game, that was seemed unlikely uh, in a statistical model, we are now 23%, uh, which is fantastic. That's also thanks to Cesar kind of circulating that at Cesar H. Football, I believe. Cesar uh, Hernandez. On the, on the Twitters. So he is a yeah. great follow if you don't really follow him. Uh, a necessary follow. A vital follow. Yes. 100%. Yes. That's Bad a 22% respect. raise after winning one game. I mean, yeah. we beat the best team in the USL. Let's let's keep it real. Like This is yep. the best team in USL. If and they weren't we, pulling punches either. They were going for it from oh, minute no. one and... Flemings was shooting from outside they the box. They were not the first happy with the loss, dude. They were not happy at 
Oh, yeah. it's a first loss at home. Can did somebody mention that? No. Wow. First loss at wow. home this year. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, first loss at home this year, which is it's massive, massive result. Um, Steve, read your notes. I, th- I, th- I talked about it last week. Uh, <laughs> knowing me, I, I put together a spreadsheet for our odds, and the more I look at it, the more I can kind of boil it down to simple terms. So, talking about the playoffs, um, playoffs, <laughs> like Drew just said, twenty three percent. So, essentially. LA Galaxy 2 has four games left, but one of them is against us, obviously, this upcoming Wednesday. Um, assuming Tomorrow. that we win, because we have to win out, then they have three games left. Orange County has three games left as well. Um, if we win out and both Orange County and LA lose one of those final three games, we make the playoffs. And that doesn't seem that far-fetched when you consider that they both play in Phoenix. Ooh. for the remainder of their, their mm. schedule. So there's, I mean, the 23%, you know, that you're like, oh, you know, that's a round it up to say it's a quarter. That's not the best odds. I'd like to see that better. But when you actually think about it, yeah, we don't control our own destiny straight up. But if you consider they both have to play in Phoenix, and Phoenix is going to want to go into the playoffs looking pretty hot, right? They, they're, like Jerry said, they're the best team in USL. Last year, they got beat by Real Monarchs in the playoffs after an incredible run. I think they're going to want to avenge that, so they're going to want to go into those playoffs looking really hot. This could it could definitely happen. It's it's not impossible, and there's a lot more complicated scenarios with. Well, if they don't, you know, if LA win one and draw two, then technically we still win on one point. Or if Orange County, if they win two and draw one, I think we're equal on points, and then we're equal on the tiebreaker, which is wins, and then you go to goal differential. So there's there's a lot of scenarios. But the critical one is if they both lose one of their final three games and we win our final two this week against L.A. and then hosting Phoenix, uh, there's a real chance that we actually make these playoffs. So we're technically we have to be well, we have to win both games. Yeah, we beat Galaxy. That means they lose one of the three. And then mm-hmm. we count on OC losing. Shout out. No, no, no. no. The L.A. LA has four games left and one of those is against us. So oh. they need to lose. One of the three that's not against us. Okay, got it. Uh, shout out to Vegas for not helping us at all whatsoever. <laughs> Losing a two, two-zero lead actually to Galaxy Can't two. Count those guys. Ended up losing three-two. <sighs> Hate you, Vegas. You're the worst. Yeah, yeah, Thanks. and it, it it really boils down to how much every point matters in USL, right? In any league, really. But think about the home opener against Vegas. And we mm. went to Vegas and drew mm. them. Mm. It, mm. it really mm. talks to how critically important it is to beat. You should. You need to beat the teams you're supposed to beat. Yep. And both Galaxy and Orange County have done that. They've both turned results against Vegas, even when the odds were against them. And we have, we've had two draws. I mean, we've beat them once, but we've had two draws against Vegas. And that's, you're dropping points. Against yeah. against opponents, we should be beating. <sighs> True to that. Yep. All right, that's it. That's that we're an hour in. Oh, pretty much an hour in. Uh, we didn't yeah. get to some uh, Discord questions last week because uh, Jason talks too much. So we're gonna get into some questions today. Uh, this week, uh, Jason, I said, "Hey, dude, you haven't gotten any crap from me until this point." Um. <laughs> 
So uh, <laughs> made it about so an hour. Here it in is. The so armor. here it is. Uh, because of you, we missed a bunch of actual things that you guys should have been talking about, but we weren't able to because you were filling it up with all a bunch of nonsense. So um, let's go ahead <laughs> and talk about. I'm just kidding, just seeing all of you. It was uh, silly, it was silly <laughs> season, but it was fun. It's what happens when you invite an Arsenal fan on the podcast. Oh, it's just, it's what happens. That's right. I get one. I get one. 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 Apart. Yes. Uh, okay. He's, so we got like, we got them from unsubs- our from our director of opera, our director of events. Unsubscribe uh, is what he, what Jason's doing right now. He's unsubscribing. Victor. Unsubscribe. <laughs> However, Victor should be subscribing. Go ahead. Sorry. There you go. Victor's a great. He should because we'll have him on here uh, at some point. Uh, he's a director of of events. He's an awesome dude. I was texting with him earlier today. Um, but he, he wanted to know, uh, and we'll read it. We'll read a couple of us here. We already answered the third. So, um, is this finally the time of game we all wanted? Yes. Uh, yes. A hundred percent. Are you kidding me, Victor? Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. We go. Was, we, we, the second half was not fun, but it was exhilarating. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you, you go against giants in, in their house and you take it to them. You punch them in the mouth mm-hmm. and bright and early third minute. Uh, and then you play your game the rest of that half. From there, you play some strategic soccer and play a little more defensive and see the game out. So, yes, absolutely. This is the ty- this is the type of game you want to see against one of the best USL clubs. And it's promising. Let's say those scenarios come true that we, I just explained it. We do make the playoffs. This is the kind of game plan that you look to for for those those teams that are of that same quality. You know, we we played Reno earlier a couple weeks ago. They beat us three one, and so can with these these new players this new tactics this new confidence how would that look again if we played them who's to say who knows so it's very promising going forward yeah what what else did he ask oh he asked if stoneman's not available how will this impact the starting lineup we already talked Um, about that we we already talked about that one and then what beer we always talk about what beer we're drinking so come on i didn't say that i'm having a tangerine agave blonde but now i'm having a better days ipa maybe i should open up a new one i should too oh no it's foaming and i have a band-aid on that finger oh on my thumb you can't text anymore it's the worst it's like having a permanent glove they both got up to get beers, but this is a beautiful can. It's got yeah, uh, bird no. rock on the Thanks, on the Victor. face. It's a gorgeous ah. can art here by Second Chance. Victor, because of you, I'm gonna open up a new can. Uh, and and so so what did he ask? Part of their Steve? road let's trip do, series. Let's do this again. Question number three. From Six point five percent ABV. ABV. Not that bad. A, a Abraham Vampire. Um, Stop it. Know. Stop. What big, Okay, what was so Daryl Daryl was our next no, question. No, hold on. Hold on. What? Dude. Victor, he, oh. what beer are they drinking? I'm opening up a new one. Oh, so okay. is Steve. Steve, what is the new beer that you opened up? I opened up Ponto. This is a staple of mine. This is my favorite session IPA ever. Nice. Uh, I'm going to open up so that, so that Drew can move on. Uh, uh, I'm opening up a Imperial Coffee Brown Ale from Emo Brown. Ooh. Mm. It's called All solid beers. Emo Brown, the saddest. I have drank, drank them both. Oh, dude, that's so dark. Oh my gosh. <sighs> that's what she. By the way. Yep. <laughs> were you gonna say that's what she said? Uh, th- after hours with. Uh, <laughs> the music came on. And it's, it's just part of the narration. My my register dropped. Jeez. Here we are. Uh, I just wanted to say shout out to Three Punk Else who is sponsoring this episode. 
by giving me beer that I paid for, by the way. But um, hopefully the next time that we show up, Steve will give us some free beer. Uh, no, it, they have some amazing stuff. Go in and grab some beer from not just Three Punk Ales. Make sure you go to uh, our other breweries that support us, which is Storm, Thorn Brewing Company. Storn. As, as well as Second Chance Beer. Uh, which Drew is inviting in. Yeah, they, they even have a can that is our colors, even though it is not a collab. But I think they were maybe inspired a little bit by the, uh, not the uh, the scarf, the beautiful scarf that Travis and all of us hung there when we did our TIFO painting. So I do think we maybe had a rubbed off and had an influence already, and we'll see about a collab somewhere in the future. I mean, but, uh, maybe, maybe not. They owe us a little bit of money for that, but you know. yeah. So our, our, our latest addition or to beers. our leadership, which is our Congress, is our friend Daryl, um, Daryl Biggs, What's of Breeze Barcada fame as well, um, sweet dude. Uh, but I'm going to read this in the voice of, because uh, if you guys remember SNL, Will Ferrell, that skipped with uh, Harry Harry Carey, where he would ask questions. And Harry Carey talk like this, and he'd be like, hey, if you could eat, if you could eat the moon, if it was made out of cheese, would you do it? And that was a question asked. So when Daryl asked this question, it made me think of that. Okay. So I'm going to so, read it so in read the same it. voice. Read it, read it in the same voice. Go for it. All right. If you were a cheese, what kind of cheese would you be? What the hell? <laughs> oh, my gosh. What type of cheese would I be? I'll t- do you want to start, Steve? Because I know what cheese I would be. You do? Yeah, I do. Um, oh, boy. What kind my of name cheese would Jerry, I be? My name is Jerry, dude. My name is Jerry, like Tom and Jerry. Like, I know my cheese, bro. Mm, nice, mm. nice. Mm. Um, I eat brie the most, but I, I wouldn't say that. So, I'll, sorry, Steve, go ahead. I would say I'm not the biggest cheese person in the world, um, but I like pepper jack cheese, and it's kind of spicy. So, I'm gonna say pepper jack cheese. <sighs> you mother. Let's go with pepper jack cheese. <sighs> go ahead, true. Oh, um, this is, there's a lot writing on this. Uh, ooh, smoked aged white cheddar is possibly <laughs> a favorite so what? something like that um but <laughs> probably probably that or like a, i had this wales welsh cheese once that was exquisite go to venissimo um there's one in north park there's one in liberty station in the liberty public market I think there's a couple other around town. They have fantastic cheese, <laughs> but they give you samples too. Just ask them like, hey, what what about this one? Can I have some of that? And they'll just cut you off a little bit and you can have it. It's great. Um, you learn all about different cheeses. But I the, hate you both. The, this, yeah, that are some Belgian cheeses. Beer cheese for pretzels. Mm. I'd say that's my spirit cheese. So that that's who Good I call. am. I am, the, I am beer. I am a lighter kind of whiter beer cheese. Not like white queso, but definitely more of like a white cheddar inspired beer cheese. I like that. All right, so I was actually going to say uh, what Steve said, so I'm going to change it up. I'm going to be the cotija cheese. There you go. Uh, cotija is fantastic Love with it. quesadillas, and I am... Goes well with everything, man. man. You can put it on your Mexican. on your breakfast sandwich. Dude, on beans. Just, mm-hmm. It's a staple in our house. Everything. Cotija. That's I love that. Me. Yeah, both you and Steve are very versatile. I'm a, I'm a hard mixture that you have to keep at the right temperature, otherwise I calcify or get weird it <laughs> yeah. sounds about right yeah. true that's not just that's not this the kind of cheese that you you selected that's a 
it's a metaphor. That's what I'm saying. These are metaphors for life. That's, I think this is the correct selection for everybody. That's what I'm saying. I said I said we weren't going to go for an hour and a half. I think we might. Uh, so we're going to keep it going. Taylor. With the cheese question alone, yeah, uh, it's going to get just another with that minutes. one. I, okay. But that was, that's a good question. I'm going to start the next one. Taylor yeah. uh, <laughs> asked, who would you want to sign from another USL team? I already answered that, by the way. Um, so did. I'm going to go oh, ahead yeah. and just that's- repeat it. For y'all, uh, Junior Flemings, one hundred and ten percent will take Junior Flemings. Steve, go. I, I will Steve go with. I will go straight from Orange County with Aiden Quinn. Oh, yeah. yes. obviously Brian Quinn, the the soccer's legend and the current coach of USD. Um, ex ex soccer, ex soccer's coach, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, he's he's one of their better players too. So I'd love to see Aiden Quinn brought home. Um, and, and come and, and play for put San Diego on his chest. So that's my answer. Could always use more good creative midfielders uh, who can hold the ball well. So, yeah, that's why I, I would also go with Aiden, and he's a San Diegan. So, so you got to bring that kid home, you know? Um, him, like and him. then I'll, I'll, I'll make it more fun, say somebody else. Um, uh, yeah, the no, it's Aiden. Every, <laughs> I was going to say something from one of our rivals, and I'm like, nah, not really. Can we get Chicharito well, on LA Galaxy 2 and then steal him? I'll take that. Well, so, Chicharito is playing for a damn thing. So, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, just for sucks. fun. Maybe, just for fun. Like a game. He's definitely the best in USL. I just, I'm just going to say that. But go ahead. Steve? Yes. As, a, as another shout, um, <laughs> another player from Orange County, and uh, I mean, it's easy to reference these players because we've been playing against them so much, but Michael Roscoe, another former Sholos player. Um, oh, yeah. It would be fun to bring him, bring him back to the region. <laughs> Um, he's he's obviously still has it. Former national team player. I, I, he I would, think he'd be he he'd be great, great to bring back down. So, yeah. Anybody who weakens our rivals and strengthens us, that is a great player to bring to San Diego. Yeah, good point. Okay, keep it going. Jorge says, "Why don't we play our chants music inside the stadium?" Um, Steve, yeah, a good one. I feel like Steve should answer this one. Steve, go for it. Because you can't replace live fans, the live drums, the live atmosphere, our voices. Um, we we did have the chance to talk to the club about that, mm-hmm. uh, some recordings and, and playing them at, at at selected times for you know to play with the loudspeakers or if we put a speaker on our own section and plugged it in ourselves. You know, there's there's a ton of options we could control it remotely. Create know, a battle could, bot. Yeah. We could be sitting at our at our houses with our phones and play, playing music on Spotify or playing our recordings, but it's not the same. And I don't want to disenfranchise what we did on March seventh and what we're going to do in the future by like simp- by like putting that. it in so simple terms as some recording. You know, it, it's easy for us to put recordings out on our our website or on social media for people to learn the chance, but there's nothing that replaces it live. Uh, and I don't want to um, kind of dumb it down in, in into those terms. Does that make sense? Absolutely makes sense. I, I just want to think show you guys. Look at how dark this beer is. Jeez. That's just it is it is thick. Whew. It looks gonna, like um, looking into the abyss there. I'm gonna save a can for each. Kind one. of the night behind Steve there. That's how dark yeah. that is. I'm gonna save it's a pretty, can yeah. for each one of you of Emo Brown, the saddest Mexican Imperial Coffee Brown Ale. I'm just saying. You guys get one each, and then I get. I think Ooh. I have a leftover. Yeah, you know, I do. It's like I, it's like I won. Sweet. It's like I won the, uh, won the questions. Nice. Uh, Just by participating. Thanks for that yeah, answer, I would, Steve. Because that's pretty I would, much it, Steve. 
Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say the, the chant thing. I think that there's ways of doing it, but I think all of them seem overwrought and overforced. We could we jo- joked about building like a battle bot like Detroit did. Uh, <laughs> that which was kind of funny, but that's it, all of them are distractions <sighs> as opposed to enhancing what's supposed to happen inside the stadium. Part of what we do is creating an atmosphere the, for the club. And it also is for everybody else in the stadium to participate in and be a part of and vibe with and mm-hmm. not having anybody there. Even if we had 50 to 100 of us, that would be great. But it'll be fantastic when we can get, you know, a number in there that feels like it's the right amount and feels safe and feels good. And, and everybody feels good about it. And there's no FOMO or there's no classism or anything like that. The, the goal is to make it to where everybody goes and everybody feels good or Nobody does, and I think that that's the hope here is the team's going to find an equitable and fair way of doing it. They rolled over their season tickets, so um, they've been, I think, fantastic at making sure we're going to set ourselves up for success in 2021, no matter what comes. So it seems to be that they have a lot of different playbooks, um, no matter what happens. So I'm excited to uh, see what they have in store for us on that front and uh, you know, try and try and affect them however we can. So if you have a creative idea of something we can do, it would be great. Let us know. But Please. in terms of that kind of yes. stuff, it's just hard to recreate our magic because their magic is you. Uh, and we've said without, you know, it's home, but without everybody, it's not a home, right? A house isn't a home uh, without the people. And that's where we're at currently and where we'll be. But question number four, unless unless you have anything to add, Jerry, there. No, I just I just wanted to say uh, the last question is from Darley. Who is, uh, is uh, almost wrong, like da- it's almost like Daryl, but just a female version. Uh, Darley, <laughs> it was Darley. It's like a strong pad made of <laughs> for <Darley>. everyone. <laughs> Darley, go ahead, Darley. Darley, how did you get into the actual process? Started on making a locals beer. How do we make beer for locals? Uh, so I'm actually in the process of talking to a couple of breweries. We'll see if something happens. Uh, there is a couple of breweries that are uh, possibly, maybe we'll make a beer mm-hmm. for us. Uh, uh, again, maybe we'll get the beer. Again, <coughs> I am drinking at Three Punk L's uh, Brewing Company uh, over at 259 3rd Avenue, Chula Vista, California, 91910. Beer, um, the Emo, uh, Emo Brown, Imperial Coffee Brown L. And uh, we will hopefully be working on a local locals beer soon. That'd be awesome. Uh, absolutely. Yes. Um, I think that's yeah. one of the goals. I, you can't live in San Diego, be a supporter group, and not have your own beer. If we have right. to brew it ourselves, we might end up doing that. I'm just I would love. To, I would love to see it be a collab. Honestly, like in my dream world, be a collab be- between a few breweries. Obviously, our uh, our breweries that we partnered with and then maybe a few other ones too that Drew. would love to get in and branch out as well Drew. and pitch in that would be pretty dope Drew, your dream is about to come true sir who knows i'm just who speculating knows? based on information if I have you no listen idea. if you listen to this podcast you are getting some crazy information right now uh there's a beer on the way i promise it will happen by 2021 110 percent it will happen by 2021 so that's all I'm going to say about that. Okay. I love that. Well, here's here's a maybe drinking it together. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I think we're done. That's it. Um, Things, th- something to look forward to, something to listen to, and yeah, something old, something borrowed, whatever. Thank, thank you, Darley, for the last question. That was great. Um, uh, do we Darley. Have- <laughs> Darley. Then, uh, one that I don't think made our notes, <laughs> but I, I do remember seeing was, 
Um, is there any possibility for any kind of watch parties as things go forward? Ah, weeks? Stop asking mm-hmm. that question, people. And I, I will continue to iterate. Uh, the answer is unfortunately no. Um, we, we can't in good faith organize anything. We need to keep all of our members safe. I know other groups are watching EPL now that that started back up at supporters bars around the, around the county. Mm-hmm. Um, we just we can't do we can't do that. We can't do something like that. Uh, in good faith with only two games left um, we need to look forward to next season and see what comes of, of that from there so hold tight stay home stay engaged on social media sign up for discord um, stay involved reach out to us we have our we still have our bi-weekly calls with the club which are are awesome so please, please, please um, practice social distancing. The more of our members that stay healthy, I feel like the the better that we we're, – we're, we're trying to do our part is, is my point. We're trying to do our part so that next season we can have some semblance of normalcy no matter what that looks like and uh, go and support yeah. our club that we love. That's the hard part, man. It's, 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 it's so yep. difficult. Like for us that are doing the podcast, I think sometimes you might hear it. Like we're trying to make you guys excited about something that's – really difficult to get like a tangible feeling on you know like you can't really grasp onto it you can't be a part of something um and that's why we decided we need to keep this podcast going and so uh it's just been, it's been tough but hopefully we give you something that's more tangible um please check out our website there is the shop is still open feel free to open uh to buy some stuff all that money, by the way, none of us get that money. Like, this is a nonprofit. All of that goes right back into what we are doing so that the moment that we do kick off and we're able to see you again, we're going to be the best possible group ever. Drew. A lot of it goes directly to charity, too, I would add yes, that point. Yes, absolutely. So it's, it's, it's almost funneled like a direct line. So there is an idea of if this money cannot go to help a, you know, our group of people in some specific way, it will go to a larger group of people who need the money in a much bigger way than we do. So that's always our mission there. But on the back, what Steve said, we're always here for you. We're here to find ways to connect, even though we can't be in person. It is just still the deal that people over, you know, group parties of six aren't allowed to do it. I have, uh, fortunately was able to go to or to the neighborhood where Bluefoot is. It does look like they have, reopen for outside seating so you can sit out and maybe with you or, or your household have something going on and then watch stuff which is nice and support your local place in that way if you can or get takeout uh where you can but just generally we're just trying to be the best kind of citizens we can you're you always are who you are uh at the worst possible times when things are down the worst and things are going least the way that they advantageously could and i wouldn't say this is that time because everybody here has stepped up so well to make this easy for us but we're not able to do what we're supposed to do as a group and that's extremely frustrating and I get it. But at the same time, by being as diligent and good and coming up with new and fun ways to connect, it'll make us um, that much more amazing when we are allowed to do what we do. So just keep the eye on that and come and join us in the discord. You can ask us stupid questions like this uh, anytime. <laughs> you don't have to just do it on a podcast. Or they're, you can, they're not stupid you know, join, questions. Don't say that. Join the songs that we're going to sing, um, you know, loudspeaker or not. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a fun place to be. And, again, I love talking to everybody who's on there and, and reconnecting with people who I haven't got to see since March has been, you know, just a, a dose of just amazing uh, euphoria in, in the last few weeks here. So, Keep piling in and, you know, we've got about, I think, 20% or so of our membership. So 
keep coming in, you know, about a, about a quarter or so uh, in, in ticking. So just keep piling in and hopefully you can get 50, 75, maybe everybody in there. Eventually it'd be pretty, pretty fun. Uh, please come on Discord. It's awesome. It might actually push me to make uh, more time for that and pay more attention to that. Yeah. Because I've, I, I've, I've been get, really... If, to- Jerry, how many people do we have to get for Jerry to, to check Discord daily? Yeah, yeah. How many people do we need? Let's it's just out. one more thing, but it is, it is how one many more thing. But again, that, to that notifications, that stuff, you know, a reminder, maybe a pill reminder. You have a Discord reminder every day at 4 p.m. Friendly reminder. Uh, yeah. Galaxy 2. San Diego Loyal, Wednesday, September 23rd, 7 p.m. at Dignity Health Sports Park, which uh, Dignity, they have none. So let's go ahead and kill those. (laughs) The most ironic name. They also were the Home Depot Center where there was no Home Depots. There was no Home Depots. Highly confusing. There was no hardware of any kind. It should literally be called the Ikea Sports Park. That's what it should be. You could call it the No Nut Center because that's definitely what happened. Yeah, that's good too. That works. That'll work. Or there's a Del Taco down the street. Del Taco Sports Park. That's what it should be called. Uh, There is literally nothing there, but we will be there Wednesday, September 23rd at 7 p.m. to kill them again. Uh, Steve, anything you want to add before we go, man? Not really. Two games left. It's been a crazy year, crazy season. What should have been 34 games has been now 14 and 16 in total. Hopefully we make the playoffs we, like we outlined scenarios to do so. If we do, who knows wh- wh- where that can take us. It's it's uh, If anything, pro sports in the last couple of years have showed us that you make the playoffs on a hot run and anything can happen. You don't need to be the top seed. You don't need to be favored doesn't matter especially this year where there's not really i mean in some some of the stadiums across the nation there are fans some fans but especially now where there's not a hostile environment to really be going to mm-hmm. um, anything can happen so we make those playoffs who knows so let's it's technically not in our own hands but let's let's uh let's cheer our boys on from home with these next two wins and and hope for some results otherwise and make those playoffs there you go drew anything you want to add yeah, beat the Galaxy, beat the Rising, douse the Firebird again, and I think I will be the most proud of this team I could possibly be. There's yeah. really nowhere to go from there, and, and I don't think that I, – I, yeah, I just don't think there's anything else you can do as them. They've done everything they can. They've been dealt everything that's hard, and as we said, they drop points in certain areas, but you didn't know that those points were going to be as meaningful as they are now, right? You thought that was a 30-game season at the time, so I am so proud of this team where we're at to have a shot, but if they can pull off one and then two, uh, you know, it's uh, that's a win to me. That's that's year one capped. Fantastic job. Coronavirus, everything else. But, um, you know, if we somehow make it into the playoffs, it'll be like the Padres celebration. But times 10 just because of the unexpectedness of it and the inability from one percent chance, you know, a few weeks ago or a week or so ago to possibly 100 percent within three weeks or two and a half. That's that's insanity, and that's reason for bedlam and celebration uh, in a way that hopefully brings everybody a lot of joy that we all want and crave in, in this year. Yes. Okay, that's it. We're going to keep it at that. I said it was going to be under an hour and a half. We're right there, right there. So Wednesday, September 23rd, 7 p.m., Dignity Health Sports Park. Make sure you watch it on ESPN+. Plus. It's also going to be on Fox 5, I think. Uh, on yeah, Wednesday, game. guess what? We our last game also September thirtieth coming up. We were we're gonna preview that game after we recap the Wednesday game coming up next week. So make sure you 
stay tuned for that. Uh, same thing, Fox 5, ESPN+. Plus. Uh, but that will be at home at Torero Stadium. So we're going to call it for episode 15. That's it. That's going to do it for us. Are you guys good? We good? We're good. Love everybody. Everybody okay. love everybody. Okay. Love you all. We're under an hour and a half. Thank you. Jesus, we made it happen. Here we go. That's <laughs> it. Um, that's it, man. Like, I, I, I want to. Do you, do you I just want more Harry Carey? Is that what you're asking yes, for? I, yeah, thank you, man. Jerry, did you go cut? Did, did you take us my away? My friends dude. call me Whiskers because I'm curious, like a cat. <laughs> Close us off, sir. Send us, send us away. Go. Thank- they can't see. Everyone, thanks for listening in. This is Harry Carey. Uh, thanks for listening to the uh, the nine innings podcast here about the Cubbies. Uh, it's been a great season. Uh, just go Cubs. Go. Oh, oh go. They're, they're handing me a sheet of paper that says, go, go loyal. loyal? Go loyal. Go San Diego loyal. <laughs> have, a great week. have a great week, everybody. Go loyal. <laughs> for Steve Brokoff and for Mr. Drew Stegg, my name is Jerry Jimenez. Thank you for listening. We'll see you guys next time. Bye, Bye everybody. everybody.